Welcome to Create Shift, where we have conversations to encourage and inspire positive change. Hosted by me, Ellen Carr. And me, Kate Banks. Together we run The Good Space, a place for alternative learning and radical well-being. If you're ready to rip up the rules and create a life in which you can thrive, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, Create Shift listeners, Create Shifters. Um, That's my new name for you. Uh, In today's episode, Kate and I chat about a phrase, making your outsides match your insides, which is something that Kate came across in an email that Nicole Antoinette sent. And we'll link to Nicole's website and, and other things so you can have a look at their work further. But it's an interesting phrase that felt very connected to the work that we do here at The Good Space and the work that we support you to do, which is really, yeah, living a life that is in alignment with who you really are. And I think so many of us go through our lives, go through so much of our lives, not in alignment with that. And and it doesn't feel good. <laughs> um, and it's really sad when we think about it or when I think about it. It's really sad to see so many people suffering Uh, but a kind of suffering that is disguised as living normally because that's what we've come to see as the norm in our society and and so yeah I'm just really glad that you're here listening to this that there are people who are starting to want to do this work and that I get to support um, people like you wanting to do this work along with Kate and and that's really what we really want to do um, because we believe that if more people lived in a way where their outsides match their insides the insides, yeah, that's the right way around, then the world would be a better place. And and if you're here listening to this, then I imagine that you might believe that as well. So I hope you like this episode. It's a bit uh, rambling and tangential for me, as, as often, um, talking a lot about teenage years and past selves. Um, yeah, so you get to learn a little bit more about Kate and I and, and our pasts as well. And and hopefully it'll inspire some thought and some maybe some action for you as well. And as always, remember that Kate and I are here to support you on your journey to living a life that is connected to your true self, connected to others and to the natural world around you. And if you feel like you're needing some support with that, come into our newsletter community, drop us an email, uh, have a look at our creative uh, our collaborative coaching it was is it creative yeah I suppose but collaborative coaching um offer that we've got at the moment and we would love to to see you in the in the good space community in whatever way you want to be there and we'd love to work with you so for now I hope you enjoy this episode and uh hopefully connect with you soon yes making your outsides match your insides so that's a phrase that you introduced me to from Nicole Antoinette. Yes. From she her wrote, email. Yeah. yeah. She wrote a really lovely email about the process she went through in order to start kind of living on the outside what her what she felt on the insides and a lot about how growing up she was made to look a certain way and act a certain way and the process she's been going through to kind of refine herself and to live that you know live a lot more truly to how she feels on the insides mm. and I like that she talks about um that that includes things like what clothes she wears and how her hair is and like everything um, and yes. 
and 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 she sort of talks, doesn't she, about how like she previously thought that thinking about caring about your appearance was just like superficial and like uh, she was sort of like judgmental about that, and then just kind of reconciling with how actually that can still be part of of how we make our outsides match our insides. So it doesn't just have to be, you know, that I do this work that's really connected to, you know, to touch on what we spoke about in the previous episode, like my values that like, I'm really a value driven person who, you know, that it, that it can be fun and pleasurable and um, light as well. Yeah, and it's a real layering act as well. It's looking, you know, what do you look like? How do you act? What do you do? What do you say? How do you feel? And it's, you know, it's all of that complexity all added up to match how you're feeling on the inside. Mm. And I think when we're not doing that, it feels really hard, but not always immediately. Like I think, sometimes we cannot even know that that's what's happening and yet we might be getting signs from our body from our emotions that that we're not in alignment I guess that's I guess this outsides matching the insides is what I call being in alignment with our true selves and yeah, I guess I'm just curious about maybe like your journey with this and kind of sharing a bit of our own, because I know I've got definitely a journey with that. Yeah. So do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm talking now, <laughs> aren't I? But, um, uh, yeah, so I guess like for me, I've been thinking a lot recently about how I feel like I, in many ways at the moment, I'm coming back to how I have been in the past. Um, and I think I've shared with you before like, this image of kind of like that I'm like steering a ship and that I'm coming out now of like some big storm clouds. And so I was sort of on this path or this journey in my ship. And then, and then suddenly I went through loads of storms all the time and getting lost and going different ways. And I feel like I'm coming back out of the storms to continue the journey. And, and yet I'm also bringing all the skills that I've, I've gained through the storms and the things that, that I've, I've learned and things. So like, I feel like trying to give this more practical examples. Um, there are many ways that I feel like I used to be as a teenager and as a young adult that I feel like I slowly lost sort of through my 20s and now I'm in my early 30s. And um, so things like even like, you know, I used to be really interested in fashion and um in I used to really enjoy putting outfits together and like that I just kind of lost that I think similar to like what Nicole Antoinette talks about and that like maybe judging that or realizing that I cared about sustainability and that fashion wasn't sustainable and that you know or or things to do with money and how I spent money and all these different things started to intersect with that and I I kind of you know I got rid of a lot so many clothes that that I regret kind of now in a way um 
and now I'm having to like rebuild a wardrobe that actually feels good to me because I realized you know sort of in the last few years that actually I had basically zero clothes that felt good to me to wear um and and I think a lot of that was sort of a kind of fitting in and like a trying to look a certain way or feeling like I had to look or dress a certain way um so that kind of thing or um the theatre side of, of the work that I do like that used to be everything to me and then uh I sort of felt like I lost it a little bit uh over the years I think there was that, like a losing of confidence in myself uh, like a, a belief that I had that actually I, I sort of inherently did know what I was doing got lost as I progressed through more adult life and it's kind of like a returning to that and the, and even with the kind of the good space like the the way that that came about was me sort of going how can I be all of myself in my work instead of feeling like I have to segment myself um so yeah I sort of I guess I kind of forgot how I got onto that but um (laughs) I guess that's just kind of been my journey is that I feel like I'm returning uh in some ways to how I I was maybe a decade or more ago but that's not that I'm exactly the same as I was at that time. And I think that's a really important distinction, isn't it? That, you know, life does change us and we can't go back to exactly how we were, but it's taking those parts of us that really feel like the authentic, true parts of ourselves and applying them onto where we are now in our lives. Mm. Yeah. And I guess, I guess it's interesting that like what I'm reflecting back on a lot is sort of me as, I can hear your dog. That's Kate's uh, dog, everybody. Yeah, he, feature. There must be a postman or something outside. Exciting times. <laughs> um, I guess yeah. That if I'm sort of reflecting on how I was as a teenager, and I know teenage years are difficult in many ways for many people, but I guess it's also a time when we really are expressing ourselves and experimenting with that uh and so you know it's sort of like you know I often return to this question or ask people this question like what did you do for fun when you were kind of a kid because that often points to things that we really love and I guess there is that thing about returning to to that to kind of go this is something that's always sort of been inside of me and I've as an adult I've kind of started to let that go because it doesn't fit in with what we're told we need to be or how we need to be or or whatever yeah, what's going? Yeah, I was just going to say it's interesting you reflecting on the teenage years part because it's an interesting time of our lives, isn't it? Because we suddenly mm-hmm. get a lot more freedom to make our own choices, choose our own clothes, you know, do the things that we want to do. But equally, it comes with a whole ton of judgment and societal beliefs about, you know, you should be behaving in a certain way mm-hmm. and doing a thing and don't you need to be working for your degree or thinking about what job you're going to get. It comes with that, you know, whole big load of guilt and judgment on that, which, you know, I guess is, you know, some people, I know I did, then that leads me to, you know, want to conform and to live up to other people's expectations and grow into the adult that I should be in order to succeed. And I think that's interesting because I don't think I did really have that experience. Oh, okay. The same. I think I'm lucky actually. I think uh, I had a really great time from the age of like 15 to 18. It was brilliant. 
and I know that's not the case for everybody <laughs> um and I think there was definitely I guess I was, I've always been a high achiever and um, you know so I was always getting good grades and, and and that I think I've always I don't think I needed anybody else to put that pressure on me actually mm-hmm. I had enough putting it on me myself so I think there was that but I was always very clear that I wanted to be an actress um and so that's what I was always going to do I was always going to go to drama school um and I don't know I don't remember having anybody saying do you want to consider doing something more sensible maybe that's they thought pretty it. amazing though yeah I know <laughs> and that that did kind of happen afterwards and I you know that's kind of another story well, I went to drama school and then I left and then I went to uni and, and stuff and that story actually is in another podcast episode the kind of one where Julia interviewed me and um, so we can link to that <laughs> I'm just looking at the transcript that's popping up live on the side and it's it says Judea uh, interviewed me which is she'll love that <laughs> um anyway yeah that's another thing but yeah I think for me I think that's why I right now I'm returning to a lot of stuff like oh I used to really love this as a teenager or whatever because that was a a good time for me and I felt really safe to where I wanted and I I wore some crazy shit like and it was fine and I I liked that so that's I mean that's a lot about clothes and stuff but also like I was really I wasn't like a super confident person I wouldn't say and I was pretty like quiet uh until I was in the right group of people but I always had a belief in my abilities when it came to theatre and that carried through to like my 20s um when I started my theatre company and then it gradually started to dwindle um but anyway that's what about you (laughs) so I think um so as a young kid, I was pretty confident, wore what I wanted, was pretty kind of content with life. But I started getting bullied really badly, um, probably around the age of eight. And I think that's that was the big thing. And the the main thing I got bullied for to start with was the clothes I wore and the size I was. So, you know, my body shape and my clothes. So it was the visible stuff. And that continued, you know, for most of my school life. And that really led to many, many years of just wanting to fit in. So I just learned the skills of how to be invisible, how to stay quiet. So I, you know, I used to like speak up in assemblies. I used to be the narrator in the school plays and I stopped doing all of that and just existing in the shadows, really. I didn't say anything or do anything that would put me in the spotlight. I would wear clothes that other people wore or that were just nondescript really so there was no point no excuse for anyone to pick on me and interestingly you talked about 15 because I think probably around that stage I kind of rebelled against it all and I really got into my music and I then started wearing some really weird and wacky stuff and I loved it and I had a few years then of just really kind of being happy in myself went to a lot of live gigs and that was just kind of my life and what I really enjoyed. And interestingly, that's the thing that I now bring, you know, how I used to bring myself back, um, going to see live music and listening to music in the car and things. Um, But again, when I started work, I found that I didn't fit in and you had to fit in. I worked um, as an engineer for all my corporate career and being a woman in that 
male dominated area and it was it was quite traditional when I first joined and people wore certain things there was a very strict dress code and as a woman you had to and almost look you know you had to be more male you had to act like the men and dress like the men I wore like trouser suits I hated them they didn't suit me at all but it was the thing that I wore for a long time and shirts um, and just had to exist to be like everyone else and probably about 10 years into my career I decided I was going to just ditch all that stuff because I hated wearing it. it was really uncomfortable it didn't fit well and I went out and bought some dresses and skirts and I got teased endlessly for weeks and it was that reconfirmation as an adult that you have to fit in mm. but actually the decision I made was not to fit in at that point and that I was just going to stand out and I think that was kind of I don't know the slippery slope back into myself and mm. it's been a lot easier since I've been working for myself because I've got no one telling me what I can wear and what I can do and what I can look like and what I can think um so that's I think given me the freedom to really tap into what means something to me at the moment Mm. and um again in the email she talked about um starting to get all the tattoos that she really wanted and that's something that I've been doing over the last couple of months that I decided you know first of all in my career you know you weren't allowed tattoos tattoos people you wouldn't be employed if you had tattoos. Um, And then I got to a point where I was like, oh, I'm too old. I'm like a mum. I can't have tattoos. It's like not a thing that you do when you're over 40. And then at the end of last year, I was like, no, 43, going to get a tattoo. And so on number two now. And and that's one of the things that it kind of makes me feel a bit more like me to put that on the outside. And does that feel pleasurable? Does it bring you pleasure? Yes, I love so I love my tattoos. Um, I'm quite sad that it's so cold at the moment, and I'm having to wear lots of clothes because they're they're both on my arm, and I just can't wait till the summer so I can wear vest tops. But I love them because they both are very meaningful to me, and they remind me of some really important things. And so I love looking at them. So I've just been thinking as we've been talking about pleasure, and I was you know I've, I think I've written this on our podcast ideas about talking about pleasure and. Um, how it's anti-capitalist so that's mm-hmm. something yeah. for another time that's big but oh I just swallowed funny <laughs> I'm like joking <laughs> um <laughs> perils of audio stuff um I uh yeah I've been thinking about pleasure a lot lately I guess and it was it was my word for the year of last year but I've actually still got it written on my little blackboard behind me uh and because I, f- I find it hard to engage with and I think I know people are like, we talk about pleasure and sort of instantly you're going to think about like sex and I don't know I don't know why I'm thinking of drugs you think like hedonism maybe or like you know um but it's you know it's more than that and I think I think this really this letting your outsides match your insides is really about letting yourself have pleasure and and what different people find pleasurable is different so you know if you love listening to what am I gonna say I don't know 80s rock I guess Uh, I was I want to try and think of something really obscure but that's what came to my head so that's fine 
So if you love listening to 80s rock music, but you haven't been listening to it, like, you know, for whatever reason, or you, you think it's not cool or whatever, but you just really love doing that, then like, when you put that on, that's pleasure for you. You're going to feel pleasure from that. And I guess it's that, it's following the pleasure, the true pleasure, though. Yeah, those weird little things that make your heart sing. Yeah, it was just like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I just always find there's those things like certain films or like songs or places, you know, you know, things like standing barefoot on the damp grass. Mm. It's just amazing. And it it's just those little things that really light us up and mean something to us. And I think, you know what, the phrase guilty pleasures just came to my mind because I was thinking, what do I find really pleasurable? And I love watching teenage films, right? (laughs) So whenever my partner is away, like, so when I go away, he watches action movies. And when he goes away, I like watch all of the teen films on Netflix. So he was away last weekend and I watched The Kissing Booth one, two and three. And it was amazing. (laughs) and I've watched all the boys I loved before all of them like several times I'm now reading the books and I was like huh I just like really love this stuff and I I don't know I don't, I don't know why but I, I do I really enjoy it and I guess that's what people would call a guilty pleasure but I don't believe in the phrase guilty pleasure yeah that's what I was going to say why do we call them guilty I guess because exactly. it's capitalism it's, isn't it you can't make any money out of it or, and it, or it's shame the, thing the pleasure that, like, it's the thing that oh it's not a societally like condoned pleasure mm. so I guess whatever your guilty pleasures are that's your that's you that's your truth so doing more of those things and not calling them guilty yeah um because they don't need to be massive big things do they it is just like sitting down and watching something that you really enjoy or I know just just doing that thing for five minutes that you love yeah, I love and, a bit of car karaoke and it just sets me up for the day. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, I love kitchen dancing and, and I guess it's also letting that be expressed in what you say. Like when you talk to people, can you really talk about what you really care about and what really yeah. lights you up? Because you can tell when somebody's talking about that stuff and it's amazing. Um and and the same like you know to go back to the external appearance and stuff like yeah it, you get pleasure like I've got this new jumper let me show you nobody else can see Love it. it it's it's um yeah so it's it's uh it's blue sparkly and it says make believe on it in like a kind of handwritten font oh I can't yeah. see the sparkles that's yeah, making me sad I know it's it's quite thin glitter kind of weave I'm just showing Kate just to audio describe what I'm doing. <laughs> so it's funny and it says make believe. And um, so I've been doing, I've been spending a lot of time on Vinted because like I said, I've, I've been trying to remake my wardrobe so that I've got things that feel pleasurable to me. And this is great. When I saw it, I was like, I've got to have that because I love stories. I make theatre. I like make believe. That's just like a big part of my life. I was like, I'm just got to have it. And I love it. I'm like, I've got this. It's great. It feels really playful. Um, and I am quite playful as a person and I think allowing that out then means that I can choose playful wardrobe items and like express myself in a way that feels really pleasurable and it's like hee hee look at me (laughs) yeah anything else that we want to say on this no I think that's it I'm sure there's loads more we can say yeah and I guess 
people can start small, right? I guess anyone listening who's feeling like, oh no, I'm not matching my insides at all with my outsides. But you can start really small, like you could buy a ring that's like really cool. Or I was going to say a favourite mug. Yeah. So I have a mug that I love and every day I make tea. It's the first thing I do. I make a cup of tea in my favourite mug every day and that yeah. brings me joy. Love it. So you can start small and then it, as with everything, and I think that's something that we really both, um, when we share and when we when we coach and when we run when courses and stuff, we're really about the small changes because they make yeah. a huge difference. So you can start small. You could buy some fun socks. If you realise mm. that you used to wear fun socks and you loved them and now you just wear black socks, then you'd be like, I'm going to get a pair of fun socks again. <laughs> and like, even if you work in a workplace where you've got to wear a uniform or whatever, you can be like, but I've got my sheep socks on. So... <laughs> <laughs> um or fun pants or whatever I don't know so okay I hope that was helpful in some way and um we'll be back again soon with another episode as always we love to hear from you you can email us on hello at the good space.com you can sign up to our newsletter that we send out weekly sometimes more sometimes less but it's a good place to be if you like in inspiring content to support you to live a life that is uh, aligned with your true self and and connected to others around you and connected to the natural world and of course we're available to to run uh, collaborative coaching and that sounded weird we, we do collaborative coaching we're available to work with you if you are interested in in kind of having support on your journey so that's where you you get coached by by kate and i rather than just one person and we've got all details on that on our website we'll pop a link in the show notes and If you've got any questions, just get in touch and we will see you. You will hear us next time. Thank you for listening to Create Shift. We hope you found it inspiring and supportive. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider taking a moment to leave us a review and a rating and to share the episode with a friend. For more from us and to sign up to our newsletter, head to thegood-space.com. 